kids allowed on the beach? What? I'm not true. Oh, no. Oh, no. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Wow. Can you believe I found this online? Well, I guess it's not that secret a beach. Who would leave this? From the hotel! They're so rusted! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Trent! Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm I'm right here. Dad, why are you looking at me like that? What's happening to us? My daughter just turned six two weeks ago. Mom. Whatever's happening to us is happening very fast. You have wrinkles. There's something wrong with this beach. What's happening? Mom! 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 I'm scared! We have to get off this beach! People are blacking out going this way. If she makes it to the ledge, she might have a chance. Why is she stopping? Why is she stopping? Kara, wake up! Wake up! They have to know what this place does. I don't know! You're lying! Look! What is that? A message. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. We're connected to something bigger. Oh no. We're here for a reason. all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And on deck for today's episode is my review of the new motion picture from director M. Night Shyamalan, who's kind of like hit or miss for me, but I'm super excited because we're getting a new movie from him, a new idea, something original, something fresh, that isn't a damn sequel, prequel, adapted from IP, an existing franchise, you know, whatever. That's Basically, almost all that we've had this summer. I looked at my theater the other day and all the showtimes that we had, and it was basically all that. Like, it was a bunch of sequels. And don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy my fair share of sequels, but I need my, you know, stuff that's new. Like, keep keep innovating at Hollywood. Uh, you know, just give us fresh ideas, you know. Uh, what, what's that line from Inception? Uh, Never think of old places or always imagine new stuff. Like, never build from memory or from the past. Like, always imagine new places. Something like that. 
I, I'm quoting it wrong, but that's basically the gist. Like, continue to move forward, continue with new ideas, try stuff. It's not all going to stick. But if we keep trying these things, eventually, you know, some of them are going to land and, you know, we'll enjoy that stuff. If not, it's just going to be a, a, a retread of everything that we've been getting over the past few months, including like Black Widow that just came out, which is just so like uh, it was just such a nothing. It was just such a safe by the numbers movie. And we had another one this weekend that opened up against old, which was um, Snake Eyes, another G.I. Joe movie, which really. Who the hell was really asking for that movie? Because the first two G.I. Joe movies, like, did horrible at the box office, uh, were, you know, critically bashed. You know, the audience didn't really care for them. So, like, who in the hell was really clamoring for one of these movies? And I'm so glad that it lost this weekend at the box office. Now, I never wish movies to do bad, but I needed a win like this for a movie, um, like Old. You know, because it's something new, it's something original, it's something we haven't seen before, looks intriguing. Whether it's good or not, you'll find out later in the show. Um, but I need these victories for these movies, so that way Hollywood can see that, hey, like, there's still an appetite from people out there. Especially if the idea is intriguing enough, if it's marketed well, you'll have an audience that'll come out to check it out. So, yes, Old was number one at the box office this weekend over Snake Eyes, so I'm so happy about that. Um, but I, I want to start with this first. So I am fresh off of my trip from Frisco, Texas, where I went to go visit my buddy Eli. We went to go check out night two of Fighter Fest from AEW uh, in Garland, Texas. Fun, fun show. I got to tell you, being in back-to-back AEW wrestling shows live, like these crowds are unbelievable. Now, I'm not going to try to rank them but because they're all incredible. So, folks, right now, if you've got wrestling in your, your local town, especially from somebody like, you know, WWE or AEW, like, please go to them. You're going to have a great time because crowds are what make most of that uh, experience fun and the involvement from the fans and, and all that stuff. And, and the wrestlers love it, too. Like, they feed off of it. It's it, it's the whole reason wrestling was kind of struggling during this pandemic when they were doing empty arena shows like it just something was off and that was the key factors having fans in attendance or not having them so did these two shows back to back um and i don't know about wwe side of things and uh, i've been kind of skeptical when watching some of it some of the crowd noise does look piped in at times where it's like i know this wrestler will not get this kind of reaction like a jackson Riker on raw like there's no way they piped in some like pops for him. I'm like, come on, there's no way this guy's so vanilla, so bland. There's nobody talking about this guy or having any type of enthusiasm for him. So I'm suspect on that. I can speak only on the two shows that I've been to. I can for sure tell you that AEW is not piping in any of that noise. That is pure 100% emotion from the crowd. Um, from start to finish, crowd was into everything, especially at both shows that I went to. So it's incredible right now what AEW is pulling off and what they are about to pull off if it ends up all being true. And this is really what I wanted to talk about as my starting point of the show. Um, while I was in Frisco visiting Eli, and I believe it was Wednesday morning, uh, super early in the morning, got up early. You know, I was excited for the day when I was going to get to hang out with my buddy and then we were going to go check out the wrestling show. Um 
but news had dropped. And, you know, the Internet's full of a lot of, you know, rumors and, you know, there's a lot of fake sites that like to post stuff as fact when it's actually not. So I I take a lot of stuff with a grain of salt, and that's including everything. You know, I don't really like to dig into movie spoilers and whatnot. Like, I kind of have backed off of doing stuff like that because I like to enjoy my movies as I go in. But wrestling's another story. I like to be all insider on that stuff. If I find out like a feud's going to happen soon, I want to read up about it. Or if a wrestler's going to sign, I'm interested in all that. And that's been instilled in me since I was a, I want to say a kid in middle school when I really started to get into wrestling. And and the internet was kind of starting to become big around that time, or it was at least introduced to us. And behind the scenes websites and where you can find all your scoops. I'm into all that shit. So that hasn't stopped. And, you know, I'm not as, like, obsessed with it as I used to be in years past. But, like, I still keep in touch. You know, I follow the correct people. You know, like a, like a Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez. Or, you know, like a Sean Sapp, I think that's his name, from Fightful. Uh, they do a lot of interesting, good stories. And, and they report actual stuff, you know. Yes, plans change in wrestling and... Sometimes they can be thrown for a swerve, but for the most part, like, they're pretty accurate on their reporting. And Sean Sapp is one, like, for example, he knew about all the releases that were coming for WWE when they were making their cuts earlier this year. Like, he was on the forefront of all that. And, you know, a lot of people like to throw shit at him and, you know, but he was he was right on all of that stuff. And, and not that he's always right. You know, there's times where they, they could throw him for a swerve or whatever. And this this is the case that it always happens. But for the most part, like 90% of the time, like, his stuff is pretty accurate. So he dropped a bombshell Wednesday morning. And it was news that supposedly CM Punk is in talks for a return to professional wrestling. And that most landing spot is going to be AEW. Holy shit, if this happens. And not only that, folks. Not only did that little news bit drop, but somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure when it exactly dropped, but a news of another person signing with AEW came to fruition. That being one, Brian Danielson. Or for those of you that only watch WWE, that's Daniel Bryan. He's a free agent right now. He doesn't have a contract. But supposedly he has already signed with AEW. Which again, holy shit, if that happens. We're talking like the landscape of wrestling starting to really shift if this happens. Now, Brian Alvarez has mentioned that, you know, no star has changed things overnight dramatically. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a slow rise to the top. And all this stuff. There's tracks. He, he's correct when he says that. So there's nobody that flips the switch right away. But I think we're in a different world now. Like, we're in this, like, we want everything now, now, now. We want everything, like, super fast. There's no slow builds anymore. Even though AEW is doing great storytelling and they're building up their matches and their storylines and, and wrestlers, they're developing that all well on all, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. But if they get CM Punk and Daniel Bryan within a couple of weeks of each other, because there's already reports of when they're going to debut, oh my God, this is going to be incredible. And you're seeing the ratings for WWE continuously dip. They're rising right now because crowds are back, but with the way the product is right now in WWE, like that's not that goodwill is gonna rub off real quick. Now, 
that can't be said for AEW. Like they're on the rise. Like they, you know, they'll go from eight hundred to nine hundred thousand to a million. Like the show that I went to with Eli drew one point one million viewers. They're almost back to the their original debut, which I believe was like one point four million. And this is with a company that's still like building up people, right? Building up new stars, introducing us to the mainstream, like the likes of people like the Young Bucks at Kenny Omega. Yes, they're very well known in, you know, the wrestling world. Like if you're super deep insider, like you'd follow them in New Japan Pro Wrestling, all the indies. But they're not needle movers, at least not yet. Like they're getting there, right? Because they're doing a great job of how they're presented on television. But if you want like needle movers, you know, you got guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan that are like right there. You you bring them in, like I'm not saying that that makes it legit, but it's like, oh shit, like you got two huge stars here in which WWE made them stars, but also dropped the ball with them. Like we didn't really see the full potential of how big they could get. And they have a huge following, you know, online, social media, all that stuff. They have incredible backing. And I'm sure like a lot of the fan bases from them that kind of turned off to wrestling and how they were portrayed. And maybe some of them aren't watching right now. They aren't watching WWE. They aren't watching AEW. But you hear this news and it's like, oh, all of a sudden like the world's buzzing. And and if you think I'm lying, go to social media. It wasn't just like wrestling sites reporting this. You know, you got Bleacher Report. You know, they report everything, you know, in sports. You know, you got Barstool reporting on it. Uh, I'm not sure if it reached like ESPN or stuff like that. But, you know, that if it's getting traction like that, like that's a big deal. I love Kenny Omega. I love Adam Hangman Page. But those guys aren't getting like they're not making AEW cross that next level in terms of mainstream. So this is a huge deal if these guys are signed. And you have to push them right away, right? Because it's about growing your audience. It's about getting more eyeballs on the product. That's the whole thing. Like, at the end of the day, Kenny Omega, yes, is a great wrestler. Um, A lot of these guys, like Jungle Boy, they're all great wrestlers, but you want, they're not they're not bringing it to like two million viewers. You get Punk and CM uh, and Brian onto that that show, and you build them up properly, and you do storylines, and, and and you know Tony Khan continues to do things the way he's been doing as far as like building up the characters and everybody. AW is gonna cross at some point over two million just with these guys alone. I promise you, it's gonna happen. So. Yes, I hope that they do sign, and then I hope that they're pushed right away because they will bring eyeballs to the product. They will bring people that have been turned off because guys like these weren't given a chance on WWE's grand stage. They were for a little bit, but not, I think, to their fullest potential. And, and that's saying a lot because, you know, Daniel Bryan main event at WrestleMania 30 won the title, but we didn't really get to see him as champion. We saw him in his... I mean, he freaking... Had to retire, right, because of a neck injury or concussions or whatever it was. And then he came back. And how did, WWE totally, how did he drop the ball on that? I remember when he announced his return, he was coming back. Like The crowd lost their shit. And what does WWE do? They kind of, like, they killed it real quick. Like, you, you have your face of the company right there. Like, I don't get it. How did they screw that one up? 
CM Punk, another one, blew up huge after he did his famous promo that kind of like set the standard for what, you know, wrestling is like today in terms of like how you talk on the mic where you want to be like cool and edgy. Like he did that. He made that awesome. He made that first leap of breaking the fourth wall and making it awesome. And he had this incredible like little run as as the baby face of the company, but they never really let him main event pay-per-views. I think he only did like one main event truly as a babyface champion. And then they turned him heel. And then they had him lose the belt to The Rock, who was only going to be there for a little bit. And then they continuously beat him and beat him and beat him to the point where he got fed up. And it's like, dude, like, and he was in a lot of pain too, like, you know, just from the physical grind of the schedule. But they made him hate wrestling and he, and he walked out on the company. And it's like, how do you screw that up? And he was having the best matches of his career with guys like The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar, John Cena. How do you screw that up? So yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that turned off a lot of the audience and fans of theirs. And I'm pretty sure some of them aren't even watching the product anymore on both sides. But if you hear rumblings of them coming back and them getting to you know, be in a company where they'll actually be used properly or at least have the chance you know, to be you know, all-time greats, which they already are, but you know what I mean, like, get just even bigger, let's see, let's see how far they can take it, like, that's fucking exciting, and I can't wait, and it was such a bombshell, like, I, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it, I couldn't stop, you know, as a fan, start planning stuff, like, oh, how, how would they debut, who would you put them up against right away, like, that's the fun shit, that's, like, AEW has made wrestling super fun again, um, I mentioned, Last week that John Cena had, you know, the great moment and all that. And WWE still, I think, the king of that as far, far as moments. But that could be easily be topped if CM Punk shows up at All Out in Chicago. Because if you remember when CM Punk fought John Cena at Money in the Bang in 2011. And I did a little, you know, bonus episode covering that topic. The incredible ovation for CM Punk. I've never heard anything like it. And the only thing that could top that is himself, right? Because that's what CM Punk does. He likes to raise the bar. He likes to hit it out of the park. You know, you give him a challenge. He wants to rise to it. So yes, allegedly CM Punk is in talks to return to pro wrestling. Uh, It's not confirmed, but there's talks. And... It's been picked up by Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer. It's all everywhere. The one that you could kind of already lean towards, yes, is Brian Danielson. Like, he's pretty much, I think he signed. Because one of the big reasons uh, that we see that we may see that happen is because his decision is based on who has the relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because we've all, we all know... Brian's desire to wrestle over there in uh you know in with that company and against those wrestlers and who's the one right now that has all of that relationship who has the one with impact and and JPW it's all elite wrestling so you know where there's smoke there's fire folks and uh, either way at either whether we get one or both of them I'm going to be super fucking happy because these guys, I think, will be needle movers. And I think they will be, like, in a very huge way. 
and it'll happen quicker than than you might imagine. Um, it's gonna be awesome. So there's your little tidbit and and my analysis on that. CM Punk and Brian Danielson on the verge of possibly signing with All Elite Wrestling. Are you freaking kidding me? Just imagine the dream matchups. Omega versus Danielson. Punk versus MJF. You know, the list is endless. I'd love to see Brian Danielson and Orange Cassidy hook it up and do some funny shit, but also, you know, wrestle the hell out of each other. Pac and Punk. The the possibilities are endless. And we're going to see what happens. The interest for the all-out pay-per-view now has skyrocketed a bunch. I plan to pop, probably host an event with any wrestling buddies that are listening to this. Let, let, let's put something together. We'll, we'll host it here at my place. You know, we'll do the whole works. It's, it's going to be a special night. You know, whether he, whether Punk joins or not, whether Danielson joins or not, both of them, one of them, it's going to happen. Like one of the one or two of them are gonna are both gonna sign. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm stumbling over my words here. Like, uh, wrestling is in a good place, and there's a lot of idiots out there on social media saying, "Oh, wrestling's dying" or whatever. Freaking AEW was number one in all of cable last Wednesday night. It's it's not dead. It's not going anywhere, and it's just as popular as ever. I think not not to the level of Stone Cold and The Rock. But it's still in the consciousness of of the mainstream media. As I mentioned, Bleacher Report talking about Danielson and Punk, Barstool Sports. You know, it was everywhere. It wasn't just wrestling sites. It was everywhere. So everybody's eyes, it's, you know, if you look at emojis, it's that double eye, you know, right? Everyone's on the lookout. That's everybody right now. All eyes on AEW, on what's going to happen with Danielson and Punk. Stay tuned. I will probably be covering that a lot. And uh, so not only will I be covering probably SummerSlam, but I will be probably doing like a pre-show for, for All Out with whatever happens. All Out still, you know, down the road in September, but it'll be here quicker than you know it. And uh, it's exciting. But let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to give you my review of the new movie Old from director M. Night Shyamalan. Stick around. This is Palace Off the Top Rope. We'll be right back. What's out there in the jungle is not a fun vacation. I'm not here for a vacation. On July 30th, get ready for... Boys and Angels Trumpet. Anaconda. Piranha. Maniac. Please go away. Big hairy cat. Oh, not afraid. Rapids. Spiders. Lady, the monkeys are fine. Torpedoes. Conquistadors. Curses. You want to turn back? Just getting started. Disney's Jungle Cruise. Tickets available now in theaters July 30th. Or parents can pre-order it on Disney+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Welcome back to the show. Jungle Cruise opens next week. Um, I like the cast in this movie. You know, minus The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, who's kind of like, I've really been turned off by him. Even if he comes back to WWE as, like, The Rock, like, that doesn't do it for me anymore. Like, maybe he can do one good promo and I'll be like, yay, but... I don't know. Again, I've closed the book on that. John Cena has now filled that void with wrestling nostalgia and in movies. I think he's, I think he's an overall better talent. He's more, he's got more to offer. He's more dynamic. You know, as you see Dwayne, it's the same thing. Like, at least Cena's trying to do different things. Like, he has the same look. 
and he's kind of like shredded a little bit of that uh like that wrestling wrestling look like as Dwayne like continuously always has to be the alpha in every movie even though he tries to play goofy but I doesn't work for me Cena can pull that off a little better and I'm sorry this is turning into a rock versus Cena thing but I can't help it but it's similar paths that they've taken and somebody put out a tweet uh that it's incredible that Cena was able to squeeze in WWE and wrestling with his insane movie schedule like he just finished filming his TV show right Cena's you know kind of going into that rock um that same lane you know he's got a TV show coming out based on the character that he's playing in Suicide Squad which is out in a couple of weeks um and you know he's going to be in a new movie from Matthew Vaughn the guy who directed Kingsman so that's exciting um he's got a lot of stuff in the works he's going to be in demand now just because of you know, how he did an F9, more eyeballs on him because that's a huge billion dollar franchise. Suicide Squad coming up. And he's got another comedy like that comes out later in late August, I believe, or maybe early September. It's going to be on Hulu exclusive. It's from 20th Century Studios. And it looks funny as shit. And I, I really wish that it was a, a theatrical experience because comedies, comedies work better when you're with a, a full crowd in the theater. And I, I guarantee you that. Like, yes, you can laugh at, at, at home. Um, like, one that comes to mind, like, I saw the King of Staten Island last year, right? They decided that, you know, with the pandemic going on, they were going to release that one straight into streaming, which I totally got. But, man, that movie was funny as shit. And I could only imagine in a crowd with people, like, they would have been, you know, laughing just as hard as I was because it was a super funny movie. And I think this new Cena movie, it's called Vacation Friends. I've seen it the summer of Cena, right? The year of John Cena, WWE stealing my moniker. They're listening to this shit. I proclaim this. I was the first one. I said it. The year of John Cena, okay? This is my thing. And now they're doing a whole, like, tour thing with, with, with John Cena on WWE shows and not just, like, you know, Raw and SmackDown. He's doing house shows. So he's going to be all over the place. Like, this guy's busy. Like, this guy is doing that. He's... Wearing the Peacemaker costume outside of, you know, filming for that. And he's, you know, doing bits on Jimmy Kimmel. He's doing marketing and press for the Suicide Squad in that costume. John Cena's all over the place. He's the greatest of all time. Holy shit. Sorry how I got into this little spiel on that. Um, but yes, Jungle Cruise is out next week. Um, I guess. I love Emily Blunt. I love... Who else is in it? Uh... I'm blanking out right now, but I love Emily Blunt, but this movie's kind of like, it might be a pass for me. I don't think you'll be getting a re review for it on this show. The one you will be also comes out next week. Also an original, like, new something we haven't seen movie, even though we've seen those type of movies before. But it's still fresh, if that makes any sense. Is Matt Damon in the movie Stillwater from, from director of Spotlight, Tom McCarthy. Uh, so looking forward to that. That you'll get a review of for sure. Is it the most exciting movie does it pop out at you does it sound like oh you want to listen to palace talk about that hell no but i'm going to this is my fucking show and i love me some matt damon and speaking of matt damon and I, i'm going on these little like rants but you know I, I i wanted to make the punk brian thing its own separate thing and let me just let me just get through this little rant before we get to old so matt damon made another splash this week you know we had trailers debut for jackass forever and uh the Last Duel, which came out right, right before I headed into a huge work meeting. Like, my buddy told me about it. I was like, oh, what? The Last Duel? Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, fucking Ridley Scott, an epic. 
I had just watched Braveheart like last week, early in the week, and I was like, God, when can we get another movie like that? And I saw the trailer for this, and it looks exactly like a Braveheart type movie. And it's got a lot of my favorite actors in it, including that up and comer Adam Driver. Oh, Chef's Kiss opens October 15th, three days before my 35th birthday. I, cu- I couldn't ask for a better birthday. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Matt. I cannot wait for that fucking movie. I may have a private screening where I invite all my closest friends and we're going to watch the shit out of it. Okay? The Last Duel coming up in October. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, Ridley Scott. Let's fucking go. So, yeah. Matt Damon's new movie. Stillwater. Next week. That'll be my topic uh, for the next show. Anyways. Let's get to the main event. Old. M. Night Shyamalan. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, hit or miss for me. Um, His early stuff, great. Sixth Sense, awesome. Signs, my fucking favorite. It's still my favorite movie of his. Mel Gibson, Aliens, Crop Circles. That movie's still scary as shit. Like, it's, it's like top five scariest movies I've ever seen. Uh, because for me, what makes horror good is like the fear of the unknown and why stuff is happening. And it's like, and there's like no answers for it or anything like that. So I saw the trailer for old and, uh, I was intrigued by it. I was like, okay, cool. Like what's going to be the, the twist, right? That's always a thing with M night, even though that's not always the case. Um, you know, he did the movies like unbreakable and, and glass. And those were more like, kind of like very ahead of their time, like very grounded superhero movies. And those were interesting projects. Like, I need to revisit Glass. I liked Unbreakable probably a little bit more. And Split was phenomenal. What other movies come to mind? The Village. Like, there's always that big twist at the end, right? Like, The Village was like, holy crap. Like, if you spotted that at the beginning of the movie, like, you're a liar. <laughs> and only only my closest best friend will understand that reference. But you're a, you're a fucking liar if you think you caught that twist ending at the beginning of the movie. Um so old and i was like okay the premise looks interesting all right i'm in um but are we gonna get some wacky third act twist where it's like just so out of nowhere um and i won't reveal it here of course because i want you all to check it out and see for yourselves again m night is hit or miss and some of his stuff is a little weird sometimes but as i stated on social media old was super weird but weird is my shit okay so I'm going to give this movie three stars out of four. And most of the movies that I watch are three stars. It's okay, right? Not everything has to be the best fucking thing ever or or the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Movies can just be like, that was good. That was entertaining. I spent my my money was well spent, right? Snacks, all that stuff. So I had a good time in this movie. Uh, super weird. Super trippy. like, And not just in terms of like the story, but also like some of the... You know, filmmaking camera decisions that M. Night was doing, like, with the lens and stuff, like, really made you trip out in this movie. Like, there was times where I'm like, is there something wrong with my eyes or is it just meant to, like, really give you that kind of, like, dead zone, like, you're just so out of it experience. And this movie's like a mixture of uh, Lost, if you ever watched that television show on ABC, um, where there's just, like, 
all these mysterious things happening and you don't know why and they just continue to happen and happen and happen. You're like, okay, well, what's this all leading to? So there's a lot of that. But it's also like a mixture of Twin Peaks, which is a lot of like random weird shit. Like where, you know, there'll be points where there's a shot, like close up shots of somebody's face or a long shot of somebody like staring down somebody and it just looks super creepy. Like there's a, there's a guy in this movie where like, they cut to him real quick out of context and you're like, man, what's going to happen here in this thing? And nothing happens. And then they cut to something else. I'm like, what was that all about? And then they mention him on later in the story or they bring him in later into the movie. And it's like, oh, okay, but still kind of like super creepy as shit. So there's a lot of that in this movie going on. I really enjoyed that. Um, can't really name like the actors in this movie i mean there's some known that like i've seen them before in another movie but you know we're in an era now where it's you're, we're gonna start to get a lot of unknowns into these movies or maybe i'm just not as insider as i think i am but <laughs> for the most part uh i try to keep up with who actors are and you know there's the kid from hereditary i think his name is nick wolf or something like that uh he's in this movie uh there's a Hispanic Latino type actor and I've seen him before. He's probably from the like the you know, Itumama Tambien and, and those movies. I think he's in I think that's him. Um so he's in this and just a, a very diverse cast and um yeah, just the acting's not the best, right? So don't go into this thing and being like and criticize it for like the acting, which you can easily do, but like I threw that to the side like cuz M Night you know, he's not working with like a Mel Gibson or, or a Joaquin Phoenix, right? We're starting to get these new crop of actors where like, you know, the acting may not be like top tier as we're used to seeing it because we expect like our huge movie stars. Even though like, there's some moments here like, oh man, it's pretty good acting. But for the most part, there's a lot of like funny, weird dialogue where it's like, wow, nobody, nobody would really talk like that <laughs> when conversing with somebody. But it's okay. Like you can ignore all of that you can forgive all that because the movie entices you with all the weird shit that's going on and that may not be your thing this movie might turn you off right right from the get-go with all the weird stuff that's happening in this movie but for me i was like super intrigued so it kept me entertained all the way through and i went to go see this after working almost like a nine-hour shift at work so you know usually like at my age now these days i'm always like super tired from work so like there'll be times where i'll knock out like when I'm watching TV on the couch, and I don't mean to, it's just like I'm just tired and I'm older now, right? Pun intended. But no, I was super engaged in this movie all the way through, and I think I, I want to say it's a little under two hours, which again I love. These movies nowadays, like, goddamn, like Black Widow, two hours fifteen minutes, and you know, even F nine, two hours twenty minutes. Like, whoa, like, bro, like, let's trim it down a bit. Like, let's get what happened to the days where like hour forty five, hour fifty minute movies are good and old was around this range so i'm totally okay with it uh i as far as like the third act so there is a twist in this movie but I'm, again i'm not going to reveal it on this show because i want uh, those of y'all that are interested in this and this is this movie's barely out right now as i'm recording this it's only been out a few days so don't want to ruin that for you but there is a, a third act twist in this movie and i was kind of just like uh eh. I wasn't like let down by it, but it was also like, did we really need it? I was really just into like the cool weird shit. Sometimes I don't like stuff to get explained. Like 
and that's that's always like my fasc- fascination with like alien stuff. Like sometimes it's stuff is just not explained, and it's like I love that Twin Peaks too. There's stuff that sometimes isn't explained, and it's like just a bunch of spooky shit that happens like out of nowhere, and then it's just you know life goes on or whatever. So I would have preferred if this thing that's going on on the beach that they're at was just like not resolved and like whatever happens to these characters is what happens. Like I would have been okay with that because you know, some t- it makes it more spookier for me, right? The, the fear of the unknown, right? Like that to me, that's scarier than like revealing the actual monster. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but you know, the third, the, the, the twist is what it was. Um, and then the movie just kind of ends also. So it's kind of like, what? Like, what did I just go through? But me, I'm going to remember this movie for all the, the wacky weird shit that was happening during, like, the middle of this movie. I'm like, whoa. Like, there are some cool, like, sequences. And the the aging stuff is, like, incredible. And, again, the, the things that M. Night is trying here. Like, he's trying, okay? Like, I have to give him that. Just because I, I want something different doesn't mean I think it's all going to be good. Like, there's some stuff here where, like, oh, shit, this is not going to work with, like, the whole crowd. But it worked for me, and I will give him the credit uh, on trying something new and different. Uh, because, again, I want these movies to continue to be made. You know, I want you know, my directors like Nolan and Tarantino uh, to just continue to give their vision, right, and give the, tell the stories that they want to tell. Even if, like, you know, it may not be for everybody or if everybody, you know, I think why a lot of people enjoy these Marvel movies and, you know, stuff like Snake Eyes or whatever is because it's so cookie cutter and they give everything to you. Like, sometimes it's okay for a mainstream director to have you, like, think a little bit. Like, I remember when I went to go see Inception for the first time. A lot of people came out of it were mad because they didn't like, well, they, they didn't explain what this was or what did that all mean? It's like, think about it for, that's the best part of art, right? It's like, it's, it's open for interpretation sometimes. And it's okay to think every once in a while. Like, you don't have to have everything given to you. Same thing that happened with like Tenet. Like, think about it for a little bit. Like, maybe you, ha- you do have to pay a little bit more attention as opposed to like them just telling you everything. Right? Like, stink for a little bit. Like, it's fun. That's what makes movies fun. I mean, if you're a real movie diehard, like you say, right? Like, you don't really want everything given to you. Um, but, yeah. Those are my thoughts on old. I recommend it over, like, Snake Eyes. Or if you're like, man, like, all there is is sequels. Like, go see. There's an original movie out for you to go see. Number one at the box office. I'm so happy. But go check it out. It's not just about the opening weekend. It's about the the sustaining legs. It's it having like repeat business or, you know, hearing word of mouth. Like I think it's Rotten Tomato score is not good right now. But, you know, whatever. You know, again, it is different. It's weird. But uh, if you want something that's just not, you know, paint by numbers, you know, if you want that, go see Snake Eyes. Go see, you know, Black Widow. Cruella movies that just play it safe and like don't want to try. These are the difference between Cruella and like Joker, which at least Todd Phillips tried, was that he made it different. And yeah, it made a lot of money, but there's a lot of people that were like, oh, it wasn't like the comics Joker. Well, cool. He tried to do something different. Like, I like that. 
I like that movie. I love the 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 willingness to try, right? Because if we don't try new things, we're just going to be stuck with the same old crap. Um, Suicide Squad's going to be in a couple of weeks. James Gunn, I think, has come out with little blurps on the internet saying, like, how he thinks a lot of superhero movies are, like, boring now and they're not really challenging or trying stuff that's new. I, I really hope that he's trying something different here with the Suicide Squad. So we'll see what's up. He's going to have to back up his, his mouth there with me. So... Uh, we'll see what he does. It looks very promising. Um, it's one of my highly anticipated movies of the year. And a lot of it has to do with John Cena and Margot Robbie, of course, returning as the beautiful Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie jumped up a hell of a lot more points with me. Like she's like my favorite actress. I'm just in love with her. She was on Jimmy Kimmel this past week and she mentioned that she was a wrestling fan growing up and we're, we're about the same age. So it's like, Oh, imagine if I could have like, you know, lived in the same, like, you know, wherever she's from and grew up with her, maybe had a chance to meet her, fall in love, whatever. Like, that's 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 the girl of my dreams. Oh, man. She just gained a lot more cool points with me um, with that little nugget of information that she shared. So, yeah, Margot Robbie was a wrestling fan. I don't think she watches it anymore, but the fact that she was a wrestling fan at one point, just like my eyes, like I'm that little emoji with the hard eyes, right? That, that's all me on Margot Robbie. So, a few weeks to go until Suicide Squad, and uh, next week I'll be tackling Stillwater with Matt Damon, and uh, we'll see what else I cook up. We'll see what else is going to happen on wrestling. Like we're on the road to SummerSlam, we're on the road to All Out. Um, wrestling's picking up for me again, so you'll you'll be hearing it a lot more on this show, which. Again, going by the title of this podcast, Palace Off the Top Rope, you'd figure, why am I not talking about wrestling more? It's been in a slump, but it's back, baby. And the news of Brian Danielson and CM Punk just elevated that to just the nth degree. And I'm so, so freaking pumped. Um, but thank you all for joining me. That's gonna, that's gonna do it for this episode. Didn't want to make it too long. Covered what I wanted to cover, and I'm satisfied. So you can follow this podcast on Spotify, search Palace Off the Top Rope, hit that follow button. I do share this podcast link through my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the app. You can listen on your iPhone. If you're an iPhone, Apple person, subscribe on Apple Podcasts for me, folks. Leave me that five-star review. Uh, Share it. Share this podcast with all your friends and family. Uh, I, the little E explicit comes on. I know I curse sometimes. Uh, I don't mean to, but that's just also in my excitement and also my frustration with certain stuff. But, uh, I don't mean to make this a whole, like, you know, foul language set here on Palace Off the Top Rope. I, it's only sometimes, but when I get super excited, uh, I'll drop, a, drop a little F bomb here and there. But it's only, only cause I'm excited. Not, not, not because I'm mad or anything like that. Um, but yeah. Subscribe, folks. Give me that five-star review. Uh, just leave any type of review. Any type of feedback is, is good for me because I want to learn to get better at being at this podcast stuff. And, yeah, I just, just want to continue to grow, man. This is a fun time. Um, <laughs> those of you that are waiting on my spinoff show to return, the 90s films turn 30. I'm going to try to find some time. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to make some extra money right now doing some door dashing. But, uh I'm also, you know, just really stacked with work right now. So right right now my focus is just doing the main show. 
um, and doing the movie reviews because we're we're just right in the height of summer movie season, and it's going to continue into the fall, right? There's going to be something like every week, so uh, my focus will mostly be on that and, and getting movie reviews out. And again, I want to do all the different movies, right? Like next week, I'm going to tackle Stillwater over an IP project like Jungle Cruise, which is Disney, and it's going to be all over the place. But I'm going to focus on that Matt Damon movie, okay? Just like this week. I could have easily done Snake Eyes and pandered to the fanboys and the marks. But no, like it just looks so, it looks so much of the same crap, paint by numbers. No, I wanted to see what old was all about. And again, I recommend this movie. Uh, may not be your cup of tea. You may come out of it being like, what the fuck was that? And I think that's going to happen for majority of people because a lot of people don't like to have that open mind. They like to, they like to play it safe. And if you're a diehard movie fan, you don't want that. You, you, you can enjoy those things, but expand your horizons a little bit. That's all I'm going to say. Expand your horizons. Go into old and expect something weird because that's what it is. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you on the next episode. God bless you. Have a good week.